and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally through the lens of an occupational therapist, thinking, talking, how to be more occupational, how to live more independently, how to live more functionally. Audio bursts in your days. Again, we have about two weeks, almost exactly two weeks left, a couple of episodes left before we take our big summer hiatus. And as we think about season five, we're moving over to the idea probably where we're going to think about audio tidbits instead of audio bursts. Thinking about a thought of the day from an OT perspective, hopefully around five minutes or less, sometimes more. What's on my mind? What's on the OT mind for the day? But here in season four, in our last in our last few weeks before we take our big summer hiatus, a couple of more for the love of this, for the love of that, on the mini series of this season, talking about different things that really can help and that really can add to life in general. So when it comes to thinking about a healthy lifestyle, we talked about this a lot in a different episode about cutting down on the use at the table at least. How can we have a healthy lifestyle, not just physically, but also, and not just emotionally, which are also very, very important, very, very crucial. I went for a well, for one of my well, well visits recently, and the doctor said, you know, in general, we're really supposed to get about three hours of exercise a week, which really translates to 100 minutes, 180 minutes, obviously, which really translates to about 45 minutes or so five days a week, unless you want to break it up a different way to get to the 180 minutes. And this year, as a lot of us have been remote, a lot of us haven't been able to get that. Some people, of course, still do. When I used to be in person, and we're going to go back to in person seemingly very soon, God willing, it seems that I used to have a pedometer on my, uh, on, I used to hook a pedometer onto, onto me, and as I walked around, I was curious how many steps I took throughout the day. According to some research I did, you're supposed to take between five and 10,000 steps a day. Would you know, my building is humongous, the current school that I'm in, it has five floors and two sides of the building. So when I walked around the building throughout the day, I got easily between five to 10,000 steps. And that's like about a mile, they say, walking, because I'm walking there and there. You know, I have one kid all the way on one side of the fifth floor, and then you have another kid all the way on the other side of the first floor. And there's no, there is an elevator on one side, but it doesn't have an elevator on both sides. You got to go back and forth and back and forth. You think about going to pick up the kid, bringing him to the room, bringing back the kid, going to the next kid, bringing him back. So you go back and forth. That's a lot of steps. And I felt there was much more physical activity involved in walking around. That's, of course, the physical aspect. And I was thinking, what can we do in our own lives to, to do that? So used to have an elliptical back in the day, but it ended up being just a, a hanger, a clothes hanger for myself. And uh, growing up, we had a, my dad had a Nordic track and some people have a treadmill. I'm actually more inclined towards a bicycle. I actually love the bicycle. We talked about this on many different episodes, ideally out and about in the streets, but with little kids, not so um, practical. But what about a stationary bike maybe? But then I don't want to just stare at the four walls. Sometimes they have a, a virtual screen where you could pretend to be driving through the forest or they have... They have other classes. Maybe they'd have uh, classes where, where guys can, can cycle together. I don't know. Maybe Peloton for guys. I don't know. There's a company out there, but who knows? In general, there's a way to do physical activity, of course. And emotional activity, we have to be able to, to have a mind-body health connection. You know, meditate or do yoga or do Zumba or, or do Tai Chi. Different things you can connect. But there's also having a healthy digital lifestyle. We touched on this, of course, when we talked about putting away the phones for the mealtime. Even Common Sense Media picks up on this. That, that website that, that, that explains to parents TVs, TV shows and movies what wonderful programming that people can watch together. And they talk about how it's important. Even Sesame Street picks up in it. And Sesame Street is a video program, ironically. 
they talk about how it's important to put down the phone. In the age where everything is online, in an age where there's so much social media presence, in the age when everything is virtual, especially the past year and a half or so, how do we ensure that we have a healthy lifestyle all around? You know, besides for the healthy eating choices, besides for making sure that you that you get your beans in every week and you eat fish every week and, and you're active and, and you're physically moving around every week, making sure, besides for the fact that you're emotionally healthy and emotionally well-rounded, how are you going to make sure that you are healthy in a digital lifestyle also? It means, you know, you could put you could put the phone down, you could put the laptop down, you could put the tablet down, especially for teenagers and those in college who are heavy, heavy media users. Put it down for a couple of hours a day. Nothing bad will happen without using it for a few hours a day. You know, in wonderful in, in Judaism, our wonderful, wonderful way of life, we have to unplug every week by law for 25 hours and it's rejuvenating, it's invigorating. You reconnect with people, the physical people in front of you, the physical people around you. A lot of times people, a big complaint nowadays when people go out on dates or people are hanging out with friends or even parents and children or or siblings or whatnot, people are not really connecting in the moment. People don't talk to each other, don't make eye contact, don't have normal conversations. They're answering a text message while someone's talking to them. They're on the phone while someone's talking to them. A big uh, a big pet peeve of mine is when you go into a store and the clerk or the person behind the behind the desk is dealing with the caller on the phone rather than when the person live in front of you. I don't agree with that. I think the live person should come first and then call back the customer later. You know, but when we have all these things, there has to be a way to uh, to address it. So there are different ways of doing it. And one of the coolest things I saw when we talked about, you know, disconnecting to reconnecting on a different episode, and we did a whole lecture about it also, some tidbits were good that they said, check your messages and check your phone uh, before kid pickup or after kid pickup, after the kids are sleeping or during your lunch break. Instead of checking it every five minutes at work, you know, you could check it those times when it's not taking away from others around you. And when it comes, and if a person's in college and a person's in grad school or a person's in high school, the same things could apply. You could check it randomly throughout the day. Check it before you go to school. Check it when you have one of your breaks at school. Check it at lunch. Check it uh, before dinner. And, and, you know, it doesn't have to be constant. When we have the access to it, it becomes too much of a pull. It becomes a little bit too much. And when we're glued to the screen, it's it's also very hard. And some levels, it is very hard to work remotely, to sit at a screen for hours on end. Not so good, not so not so wonderful. Being in person allows work walking around and not having to sit in front of the computer. The computer actually becomes the dreaded part of the day when we have to input the notes and the documentation. I hate having to sit there. In fact, I've told my wife many times and, and others in general, I actually cannot eat lunch without physically doing something. It's weird. I can't actually just sit and eat the lunch and, and look around me. I actually usually eat lunch in my office anyway by myself, but I can't just sit. You know, I have to do notes while doing lunch. I have to listen while doing something, or I have to read a book while eating. I can't just sit, which is interesting because when, when you take the train or you take the subway, it's interesting to actually just look at the, the passing scenery out there. It's interesting just to be aware of your surroundings. There are so many people that actually purposely immerse themselves in something distracting. So many people on the train might listen to a CD, might watch a show, might watch a movie, 
or might read something and, and they get so immersed in it, they actually might miss their stop, God forbid. And I can tell you that that's happened to people I know where, where they're so immersed in it and realize and they almost miss their own stop. Sometimes if you just put it down and you, you step away from it, it's a wonderful way of, of doing things. So in general, we have to think about how to have a healthy lifestyle overall, not just in our physical well-being, not just in our emotional well-being, which of course is very important, but also in our digital well-being. We have to be well-rounded, we have to be well-fit and, and healthy overall in all aspects, you know, in the digital sphere, in the physical sphere, in the cognitive sphere, in the emotional sphere. How can we do that? We, we, we put so much energy and time into our emotional well-being nowadays and our psychological well-being and our physical well-being. It's time to also put it into our digital well-being as well. Join us next time as we talk about those stuffed animals for a minute or two here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.